0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at quiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
1: did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, would you look who's back in action? Coming to you live? From the greatest country in the world,
3: broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not get roughed up by the White House press corps yesterday. Wow, we had a press briefing go sideways as multiple news outlets were not buying what karine Jean-Pierre was selling. Oh, shut up, woman. We'll get into the press room pugilism, and people are getting ready to throw some punches at the gas pump. But our energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, remember her? She says it is not our fault. It is climate change and world events.
0: This is total crap.
3: And I've got backup on that. Dagan McDowell is going to be here along with Sean Duffy. They are, of course, the hosts of The Bottom Line on the Fox Business Network, a show that debuted last night at 6 o'clock. And, of course, they had me on as an opening night guest because people know where their ratings bread is buttered around here. You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. Stop it. We had a great time, and uh, we're going to continue that time right here on the radio with you at 888-788-9910. Everyone is welcome on this show. I say it every day. I am a conservative. But I'm not doing a conservative talk show. I am doing an American talk show. All voices are welcome in the huddle.
4: I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are.
3: Clearly, if intelligence was the metric, no one on this staff would be working right now, starting with the host. So the point is you're all welcome, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could be an independent. You could be a libertarian. We don't care. You could be a member of the Whig Party. We don't care. Just don't be a There it is. Happy Tuesday. Here we go. Uh, I was on Fox & Friends this morning with the great Ainsley Earhart. It was my maiden voyage on what we're doing is now a weekly segment. Uh, I'm going to be on every Tuesday at 6.50 in the morning on Fox & Friends, talking about some news of the day. And uh, it is a recurring thing, of course, made possible Uh, by your uh, support for this program and myself and watching all the TV shows and the radio hits and everything in between. So in terms of our movement, I always say, like, I'm not the star. We are. Uh, I do mean that. And uh, we had a very big day today on Fox and Friends First. If you missed it, uh, please go uh, to foxacrossamerica.com. You can watch the video. Uh, You can catch podcasts of this show and anything in between. We will also post it on Facebook as well. Tonight... I am scheduled to be on with Laura Ingram at 10 p.m. Eastern time. And as you'd imagine, she is psyched to have me.
0: What a fraud.
3: Oh, we're just being silly now. The real fraud was perpetrated on the American people yesterday by Corrine Jean-Pierre, who really it was a rough one. And I've said this before about the Biden classified document scandal. I genuinely feel bad for her. okay? because, yes, I know she's lying and, you know, having a hard time giving straight answers to the press. And they are now apoplectic at this point. But there are two considerations here. One is her job is to speak on behalf of a guy who's completely full of So it's not a really easy gig to do when everything you're articulating is a lie. I agree with that. Okay. The other problem is she didn't sign up for this, man. I said it last week. I'll say it again. She signed up to be a diversity hire in a liberal administration where the press is historically, almost embarrassingly so, always going to be on the side of the liberal president. Okay? She thought coming in as the first black press secretary, who was also a lesbian, again, noteworthy pursuits. I don't disparage her in any way. But this administration went out of its way to hail her appointment for the boxes she checked instead of the job she could do. Tell it like it is. And now... Unbeknownst to everybody, she finds herself in the middle of some, I'm talking varsity press secretary work. Okay, this is a gig that you really need some type of seasoned battle axe in there for. Not a, let me check my binder and, ah, screw it, I'll just tell you what I said yesterday. She's in over her head, and I do feel bad for her, because she thought this was going to be a Twinkie munch. Hey, I'll be the press secretary, it's a liberal president, the media's not going to ask any questions. And understand, they really weren't asking questions. But they've gotten upset now, because Joe Biden did something that's destroyed all of them emotionally. Which is he's taken away the ability of our Justice Department to charge Donald Trump. Correct the mundo. It's really hard, okay, to go down the road of ah, oh, we got to bar Trump from office. We got to throw him in jail for mishandling classified information. It's really hard to do that if you've got a Democratic president in office who is now found. To be guilty of much, much worse. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, and I don't mean guilty in the criminal sense. Who knows where this is going to go? But if mishandling classified information is a crime, okay, Biden has done so in a far more egregious way than Donald Trump. Trump had them at Mar a Lago, surrounded by 24 hour Secret Service protection, finally padlocked the materials at the behest of our government. OK, Biden had them in his house, had them in his office, had them in his garage.
4: That's stupid. Use your common sense.
3: And when he told us last Thursday, oh, there's no there there. I do want to give him credit because we don't know which there he was speaking to. OK, we now have multiple there's in place. So it's very possible That he was only talking about the one there and not the other to put it in like legalese terms. Like, do you remember when that guy back in the 90s got in trouble for using an intern as a humidor and debated his way out of it by throwing out the semantic interpretation of the word is? I believe
5: that together we can make America great again.
3: But the point is, okay, yesterday, Peter Ducey led the charge. He batted lead off. Here is Ducey questioning Corrine Jean-Pierre over what we all now know to be a series of lies and half-truths and an ever-changing narrative out of the administration. Now, you understand, Ducey has been the only guy in that press room asking tough and fair questions from word one. And he was doing it long before it became cool. He was doing it way back when Jen Psaki was your press secretary. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Maybe so. But, but to his credit, Ducey was fighting that good fight when Saki was your press secretary. Everybody else is finding Jesus a little bit later in the service. They realize now, one, that Biden is historically unpopular with his own party. But two, there is a you you cannot underestimate this, man. As someone who knows everybody in the media, I get to go to all the fancy cocktail parties and go down to D.C. And I'm pretty sure I get let into these D.C. parties because I'm dressed like a waiter. They just assume I'm picking up a shift. (laughs) Like, hey, buddy, let me get two two martinis extra drive. Like, I one second. I'm about to be on TV, but yeah, I'll be there. Uh, But the point is, I know every one of these lunatics in media, and you don't understand what an emotional bloodlust they have for getting Donald Trump. Like, these people live and breathe and exist to hate Donald Trump. And at every turn, they thought they had Batman dead to rights, and he got away. Remember the Russia probe for three years? The walls are closing in. He's going to jail. We got him. No way he gets out of this alive. We got you, Batman. And then (laughs) come back from commercial. Trump was free. It turns out there was no Russia hoax. All right. Well, Ukraine, he was doing bad stuff. We're going to impeach him. He's going down. And (laughs) He got away. Post-presidency. Well, he challenged the results of the election. Big deal. So did we in 2016. We got him. They rioted. I'm telling you, it's all his fault. He's getting impeached a second time. He'll be banned from office. Got away. And now here we are, okay? At this latest turn, it started in August with an FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Guns drawn. Somehow the news cameras are in tow because clearly it's a... Pure coincidence that the CNN reporters knew the FBI was doing a raid. It was just a spectacular confluence of events. You know, when you drive driving one way and you see the FBI driving another. So you just tail them to Mar-a-Lago, the home of a former president that you've dedicated your whole network to hating. Come on, don't bullshit me. Make no mistake about it. The FBI or somebody at the DOJ tipped off those news cameras, just like they tipped them off when they raided that maniac Roger Stone years back. But the point is, a made-for-TV raid against Mar-a-Lago had put the bar somewhere altogether new when it came to Donald Trump and the people who have a sexual fantasy about charging the guy. Okay? Now we saw the FBI. Now we saw the DOJ. Now we saw, oh, my gosh, mishandling classified documents. Never mind that we all supported Hillary Clinton in 2016 for doing the same thing. Okay? Okay? This time around, it's way worse. I'm telling, we're going to get Batman. And <laughs> now, lo and behold, Biden. Biden is guilty of much worse. There's no way to go charge Trump without openly admitting we have a two-tier justice system. They know that. The reporters are losing their minds on Karine Jean-Pierre. They are very well shooting the messenger because she is the mascot for everything That represents their unhappiness right now. You understand the people who hate Trump are not poor people. They're rich people. They're people living lives of spectacular prosperity financially, but they're emotionally destitute. They are bankrupt on the inside. They hate other people so they don't have to look inward at the things they hate about themselves. That's a lot of what liberalism is in the elite circles, is it's just moral superiority. They hate the middle of the country. Oh, you people in the flyover states. Oh, you're dumb. What do you know? Not smart enough to pay 8500 a month for a studio apartment here in New York. where you can't walk out the door without seeing some wizard with no pants on going potty on the sidewalk. Exactly. But they think they know better than you. They're idiots, okay? And they're angry. Here is Peter Ducey batting lead off clip one.
6: When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington... Which four-letter word did you use?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, Peter. Um,
6: (laughs) Uh, President Biden is still intending to run for re-election in 2024,
7: right? Uh, I'll just repeat what the president said after the midterm election, which is he intends to run. I'm going to be very careful from here, as you know, uh, because we are covered by the Hatch Act. And I'm not going to speak further to his process. Don't change the
3: subject. Just answer the And what he should have asked, honestly, I love Ducey, he does a great job. He should have asked the rest of the reporters in the room. When you found out there were more classified documents, what four-letter word did you use? Because to be clear, okay, KJP isn't nearly as devastated as the people sitting in that room who devote the entirety of their being to hating Donald Trump, to elevating Democratic politicians. But here's another hit. Okay, what was the big claim that she keeps making over and over and over again? She keeps saying what? Okay, the president takes classified documents really seriously. He really seriously, you guys.
2: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
3: Okay, and here is a reporter turning on that claim that the president takes them seriously. It's clip five.
7: Why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it look the president the American people heard from the president directly on this when he was asked by your colleagues at least twice now about um, about how he sees this process and he was very clear what with, with the response of what we're currently seeing and he says I take this very seriously he said I didn't know. Uh, that the documents were there. Um, and look, I think as it relates to the American people and the president standing with the American people, uh, it is going to be uh, up to them to decide uh, how they see uh, this president.
0: It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Understand her answer
3: that the president takes this very seriously. Her answer contradicts the claim. The president takes classified documents very seriously. As I said, he did not know the documents were there. You got to do better than that. If you take classified documents seriously, you know where you have them at all times. The idea that this is an excuse. Oh, Biden didn't know. Under the penalty of law, classified documents cannot be outside of a government secured skiff. And they must be in the possession of a double bound briefcase that is held under lock and key and can only be opened in that government created skiff in every one of these instances, not only with the documents not in the skiff of the briefcase. But we're now to believe he didn't know where they were or how they got there. Does that sound like a man who takes this seriously? The answer would be no. Here she is trying to defend it one more time. It's clip six.
7: Every few days, it seems we are finding that more documents have been found at his house. What I'm telling you is what the president has said, which is he takes this very seriously I will refer you to detailed explanations from uh, statements that have come from his uh, from his personal lawyer. Again, anything further on this, my colleague is going to be taking your questions, Mary. In in the the four o'clock hour, I would refer you to them. (laughs) Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired.
3: I mean, she's terrible. But in her behalf, in her defense, she's only terrible because her job is to speak on behalf of a president who's completely full of.
2: It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver.
4: Thank you. I just had a stuffed.
2: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
6: I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the
3: biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fala. We are, of course, live here in New York City, but we're going on the road next month. Back in action. I will be in Carson, Nevada. at the Carson Nugget, Saturday night, February the 4th. If you're listening on KSUE, our new affiliate up in Susanville, California. Hey, girl, that's an easy commute for you guys. Come down to Carson and get rowdy. Hang out with the KKFT crowd. There are two shows Saturday night. I am in the grand showroom. I've been out there a few times to do the comedy club. Uh, we sell it out every time we go. It's like the coolest comedy audience in the world, northern Nevada. You cannot offend them. Believe me, I've tried. I've tried everything imaginable, and it just can't get it done. Uh, but they're phenomenal crowds, and uh, we will be out there for a 6 p.m. show and an 8 p.m. show in the Grand Showroom. That is Saturday night, February the 4th, if you're on the West Coast. Come hang out with your radio buddy. Right now, though, we travel back to the 202, back down to the swamp of D.C where Kareem Jean-Pierre was also asked yesterday if Biden is involved in a cover-up. Dun, 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 Here it is, clip two.
6: The House Oversight Committee chairman says this document situation has all the makings of a potential cover-up. Is President Biden involved in a cover-up?
7: We've been very clear here from this administration. The president has been very clear. I'm going to be very serious. You asked me, Kind of a question that everybody laughed at, which was interesting question to ask. But any other uh, any other underlying questions that you may have, I would refer you to my colleagues, the White House counsel.
3: She is so bad at her job. Okay, she's in a tough spot, though, you know, and she just keeps deferring to the council and the committee, you know, basically the line from here on in. Is when she's in trouble, she just pivots to the president says he takes this seriously or I'll defer you elsewhere. The point is she's now being told to run clock. Don't get out there and say anything that will amplify the story. Okay, defense wins championships. The president wasn't playing any when it comes to classified documents. We're now going to go into a political fetal position and just hope this blows over in time for the next round of elections. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. I'm telling you, I know how this stuff works. And they're in a very defensive posture right now because what happens in politics, an old adage, they say overnight – is a lifetime in politics. That's an old attitude here describing politics. And what they mean by that is the world you're living in on Monday might not be the world you wake up to on Tuesday, given breaking news or some other scandal. And another reason that we know this to be true is like, I'll give you an example when it comes to issues, okay? The world you went to bed in, okay, three weeks ago? Well, Trump's going down. He's got classified documents. Anybody who mishandles classified documents should die in prison. That world can change if you wake up and have a Democrat with the same thing.
2: reality with a bit of insanity it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon
3: oh girl big Tuesday episode of Fox Across America we're going to have South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry here in the third hour of the show today he is on both the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committees both of which are tasked with keeping tabs on all things Biden related come on man no they got they got their hands full we're also going to be talking with Dagan McDowell Sean Duffy, they launched a new show on Fox Business last night. And in the next hour, we're going to have a grown-up talk about gas prices, which are now on the rise again under this president. Biden is such a disaster. But don't tell that to the women of The View. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, a weapons grade stupid. I mean, I, listen, I tell you from time to time she's the dumbest person on TV, but I want to be mindful of Joy Behar's presence on that set as well. And I want you to know this about The View. Um... We know everybody over there. Uh, Megan McCain obviously worked here before she worked at The View. Her husband works here at Fox, Ben Dominich. One of my actual best friends in show business. It's very rare in show business on the way up that you actually make true friends. Uh, But one of my absolute best friends, you hear him on the show all the time, Charles McBee. He is the head writer for Charlemagne the God over on Comedy Central. Uh, But he comes on this show quite a bit, and uh, he happens to have a sibling That was uh, an assistant on The View, uh, was a stage director and assistant to the talent on The View. And I can tell you that I'm not breaking news when I say this. A couple of the women on The View are so stupid that every word they say on camera is fed to them in a teleprompter because they don't really understand issues. They're just there to bloviate and give opinions and that everybody applauds because there's a warm-up comic basically jabbing them in the ribs with a cattle prod. Whoopi's done talking. Your job to laugh and applaud. But it wasn't funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> Joy calls Trump Hitler. Laugh and applaud. But it wasn't funny. Okay. That's what they do. So yesterday, Whoopi Goldberg, who is again... I mean, weapons grade stupid. I I mean her no ill will. It's not because of her race. It's not because of her gender. It's because she's a stupid person. Bingo. Yesterday, okay, Whoopi Goldberg goes out and makes the claim on The View that Joe Biden, okay, declassified all of these documents. That is a fact check false. And the reason we know it's a fact check false is because as vice president, he couldn't Declassify anything. That's true. That is true. They keep trying to draw this semantic distinction between Trump and Biden. Well, Trump's intent was worse. You don't know that. Okay, number one, number two. None of Trump's business partners are on record saying he was selling influence in our government through his drug-addicted son who had access to all of these classified documents. If we're just being honest, we're just prioritizing the well-being of the country, we're a lot more concerned about Biden than we are about Trump. We don't have the case history with Trump that we have with Biden. Okay, when it comes to saying to reporters, hey, I never talked to my son about his business. And then we see 100 emails that says he not only talked to his son about his business, but he met with his son's business partners, that he got a key to an office pertaining to his son's business. And oh, by the way, he was getting a 10 percent kickback from all of those transactions. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobulinski, came forward to say, yes, yes, he is the big man. You understand so when it comes to the case history, when it comes to intent, when it comes to concern, we should obviously be a lot more concerned about Biden. But the view is going to view. The view is awful. Ever, ever, uh, as ever. But here is Whoopi with a straight face saying, oh, hell no, you got it all wrong. Biden's innocent here. I don't know what the big hullabaloo about. Here it is, clip seven.
0: Presidents and vice presidents can declassify these, not with their brains, There is, you have to go, there is something that you go through before it's declassified. But uh, this order came, it was expanded right after that uh, George Bush put it into place because George Bush made it so presidents could declassify Obama, stretched it to make it uh, vice presidents. So given, I wish they would say all that while they're explaining what's Mm -hmm. going on, because if you say, you know, a classified document everybody goes oh my god how dare he keep that? and if these guys can declassify presidents and vice presidents can't declassify are we chasing our tail with some of this
3: you don't have a clue again i will repeat that
0: you don't have a clue
3: okay joe biden as vice president she claims could declassify these documents
0: that is a lie Folks,
3: if Joe Biden could declassify these documents, if, in fact, these documents were declassified, Barack Obama, the sitting president at the time, a supposed ally of Joe Biden, would have come forward to say, hey, it's all good in the hood, yo. I declassified this stuff years ago. I agree with that. But you want to know why he's not saying that? Because a lot of these documents stem from Biden's time as a senator.
2: Oh! Wow,
3: wow! OK, can first of all, vice presidents can't declassify things all willy nilly like Willby says. But secondly, she's, you know, conveniently omitting the fact that these new documents were found from his time in the Senate. Can a senator declassify documents? The answer would be no. No, not under any circumstance. Never mind that they're not inside a government skiff. Never mind that when she says, oh, we freak out, we go, oh, classified documents. Yeah. You know who said, oh, classified documents. Everybody on The View when they found out that Trump had them in his possession. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. I mean, man, I'm not a genius. You don't have to be a genius to know that, to see through the obvious hypocrisy. But this is the scam. Okay, this is the scam on everything when it comes to politics. People on the left are in the moral superiority business. Their job is to get out of bed and craft a creative way to get their viewers to believe they're better than you. You're the problem. Everything in this country would be fine if you just saw it the way they saw it. You just went along. You'd be fine. They know what's better. Take the vaccine. They know what's better. Vaccinated people can't get COVID. All right. Well, uh, there's that, but that didn't stop them from shaming people who didn't want to get vaccinated. Do you remember that? That was an actual thing. Okay, never mind. Here is your CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, telling you vaccinated people
0: cannot carry the virus. It was a lie. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. um, and, And that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world
7: data.
3: Vaccinated people don't carry the virus and don't get sick. Yo, just to be clear, in the last month of available data, vaccinated people comprise 58 percent of all COVID deaths, which means they're not only getting sick, but they're dying from the vaccine, meaning they were lying to you, but they were willing to shame you into compliance, fire you. Fire you is what I'm trying to say.
1: Do you speak any uh, English?
3: <laughs> trying to fire you from your job. Fire first responders, healthcare workers, cops, firemen. Get them out of here. They didn't get vaccinated based on nothing. She can't tell you clinical trials. That was a lie. OK, Pfizer executive, the head of Pfizer International, testified to the European Parliament. That they didn't even test the vaccine to see if it stopped transmission. So the whole thing was a scam. But you need to understand that's what the left runs on. We know better than them. People gravitate towards the left because it makes them feel better. It's a branding exercise. That's why they call everyone racist because there's a lot of people who don't think critically that go, well, I don't want to be part of the racist side. So I guess I'll just vote with these people. It's no different than what they do with the vaccine. Oh, it's the unvaccinated. It's pandemic and the unvaccinated getting us killed. So a lot of people who don't want to think critically go, oh, well, I guess I'll be with these people. I don't want to be with the folks getting us killed. It's no different than when it comes to gun laws. OK, understand what went on out in California over the weekend and horrifically again last night. OK, I don't generally cover shootings, mass shootings, horrific ones in the immediate aftermath because I don't want them to be politicized a. And because, B, we oftentimes don't have all the facts. And when I was lucky enough to get this show, the one promise I made myself is I wouldn't do things I see other media outlets doing that drive me crazy. Number one, I don't like to politicize tragedies. Number two, I don't like to deal with in absolutes on the air if I don't have all the facts. It's called being a responsible broadcaster. And for what it's worth, that's what I am. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, but we had this horrible shooting. Out uh, The Lunar New Year, Sunday night out in California. And what did Gavin Newsom go out and do in the immediate aftermath? Okay. Gavin Newsom presides over a state with the strictest gun laws in the nation. Okay. The shooting used in this killing already illegal in California. Yet his immediate response to the shooting is to blame Fox News and right-wing networks because they're in the way of the laws and the gun reforms and the— Shut up! Will you shut up? Just lying through his face, okay, because the gun was already illegal. But he gets on TV and says that. Why? Because he's in the business of selling moral superiority. Rather than saying, hey, this crazy gunman, let's hold him accountable. Rather than saying, hey, these criminals that are trashing my state, let's hold them accountable. That's not important to his electoral prospects. What's important is that people continue to vote for him because they think you're evil. That's the gig. So we add, okay, to their credit, a random act of journalism that I want to call out. Nora O'Donnell, okay, if you remember the late, great Rush Limbaugh from time to time, would have a laugh and discuss the fact that every once in a while, a member of what he would call the drive-bys in the media, okay, would demonstrate some intellectual curiosity Ask a fair question of a Democrat, and provoke you know a genuine conversation. So here is Newsom going in on Fox News, and what's really funny is Nora O'Donnell, to her credit, pushes back a little bit, and rightfully so. Uh, but let me start here. This is Newsom. He's calling uh, Fox News. Where the problem? Clip 14. Fox is a disgrace than the, the, what they do, you know, and and you know and. I know exactly what that means. That clip
5: gets plagued, and then I have 22 new clips trying to attack me to shut me up, and, every, and it's a warning to every other politician that won't call out their primetime lineup. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace what they say, what these people say, every single night. Their xenophobia, their racial priming, what they have done to perpetuate crime and violence in this country
3: by scapegoating. That
4: was absolutely dreadful
3: seriously shut up fool so a guy shoots 10 people is his response to go after the criminal
7: the answer would be no
3: is his response to go after the defund the police movement in his home state something he cheered on that emboldened criminals and made the streets more lawless the answer would be no no he's not interested in holding the people accountable who do this this is what's so disgusting about our politics. F- oh, it's Fox News! Did anybody at Fox News kill anybody? The answer would be no. Did anybody watching Fox News go out and kill anybody Sunday night? The answer would be no. No, but again, they're in the moral superiority business, and anything that happens in our society is an opportunity for them to feed it to their base. Well, this only happened because of those bad people, you know, the law-abiding gun owners? The reason people push back against gun laws is you can't legislate away people's bad intentions. If you have a lunatic, okay, that wants to go out and do this stuff, sadly, the law doesn't stand in the way. Killing is illegal. So possessing an illegal gun is not going to be a deterrent to a guy who wants to get one, do you understand? The gun used in this shooting was already illegal. So how is it Fox's fault or the viewer's fault or the law abiding owner's fault if this lunatic went out and killed somebody with an illegal gun? I think he's got a point. Yeah. And the point is, guys like Gavin Newsom are full of that's all it is. But here is Nora O'Donnell pushing back because he talks about, okay, the Second Amendment being a suicide pact in this country. Clip 13.
5: I mean the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pack.
1: But there's many people in this country that support the Second Amendment and, and are lawful gun owners. Yeah,
5: I have great respect. I have no
6: ideological opposition to someone reasonably and responsibly owning firearms and getting background checks and being trained. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met.
3: <laughs> okay. Cause what did you say? The Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pack, meaning what? Take away your guns. But you didn't commit this problem. You respect the law. That's the issue. Criminals don't respect the law. Okay? I'll give you an example. Okay? A couple million people die a year from cocaine overdoses. Okay? Cocaine is illegal in all 50 states. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say making something illegal doesn't make it very hard to get. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. I'm telling you as a former New York City cab driver, I, to this day, I could get you anything, like literally anything, in 30 minutes, in this city, right now, at any hour of the day. Legal, illegal, you want an animal. I could get you a circus elephant in 30 minutes. I mean, you wouldn't have the elephant, but you would have a firm commitment from a supplier. I would get you the commitment in 30, you'd probably have the elephant in about two hours. OK, so what, what do you want? Do you want a, a coyote, a mountain dog? An hour. I can have it to you in an hour. You can get anything, anywhere from anybody. OK, that's how it works. And sadly, when it comes to guns, OK, it, one of the easiest things on earth to do is get illegal guns. OK, that's just going to be the reality. There's a lot of bad guys out there. And that's the reason the good guys want to protect the Second Amendment. Okay, because we want the right to defend ourselves. You can't tell me you're going to cut police budgets, you're going to demonize the cops, and you want to take away our guns. That can't be good. No, not for the good guys, but for the bad guys. It's a winning lottery ticket. And it's these idiotic Democrats like Gavin Newsom that are selling moral superiority because they didn't lock up the criminals, because they didn't police the streets. Now you got some lawless lunatic shooting the place up, and you want me to believe Fox News is the problem?
2: Garbage like you just makes me sick.
3: Seriously, Gavin Newsom, you don't need a Fox News rant. All you need if you want to solve this problem is a freaking mirror.
0: And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
2: The show that solves problems the old-fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to take a quick trip south to Hampton Roads, Virginia. My man Kevin is standing by. Yo, Kevin. Good
2: afternoon, Jimmy. Hey, uh, good to talk to you. I
6: thought of something that the news media hasn't hasn't capitalized on. There was that old story that kind of illustrates how much more secure the documents were at Mar-a-Lago. If you remember, I think it was when Trump was president, a Chinese woman I think believed to have been a spy tried mm-hmm. to break into Mar-a-Lago and got caught and didn't make it. So. Yep. You know, the the news media has a little bit of amnesia on
3: that. Yeah, it's really weird the way that works, Okay, because the big argument they keep making is that Biden's team has cooperated more than Trump's team. But it's not actually true. Like, the Trump team went back and forth with the National Archives. They were asked to put a padlock on one of their individual storage closets. But the point is, there's been no point where the Trump team said, like, no, we're not talking to you. No, we're not complying. But more importantly, there's been no point where Trump didn't know. where the documents were like the defense of Biden they want you to believe is this guy's careful he didn't know where they were so you can't get mad at him being careful is not losing where it is like if you have a firearm in your house and kids live there you can't claim you were careful with it by saying oh I don't know how it wound up where it did careful means you're on top of things no
6: yeah and you know I was thinking while I was waiting to get on the air with you um, Biden. I mean, they had documents at Penn in his office. Yep. There in his garage at his home. Mm-hmm. Now, China's given fifty million dollars. Oh, oh! Penn. I
3: know exactly it, what you're saying. I'm going to lose you to a hard break. But basically, what Kevin's telling you is Democrats are
1: so full of crap.
0: <laughs>
2: Live from Everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh boy. You know, they say you got to be a mutter. If you want to make it
3: in horse racing, you got to be able to run on a sloppy track. Well, if you want to make it in talk radio, every day is a chance for a mutter to put on the blinders and run through the slop. And we're about to do exactly that in this hour. Dagan McDowell's going to be here. Sean Duffy's going to be here. They are, of course, the co hosts of The Bottom Line, a show that debuted on Fox Business last night. But as they get on the air tonight, they'll be doing so with some very fresh breaking news from our former vice president. No, I am not talking about Joe Biden, who is a moron surrounded by morons. I'm
0: Kamala Harris, and I approve this message.
3: But I am talking in this instance about Mike Pence, who has just declared to the world that he, too, has found classified documents at his home in Indiana.
2: What the hell is the world coming
3: to? True story. Mike Pence, uh, this is breaking news. Uh, Former VP Pence uh, has just told Fox News that he found classified documents in his home as well. We don't know if they were there because he was working on a book. Uh, I do know half of the media is about to tell you they were there because he was selling nuclear secrets to Iran or something crazy. Uh, But it's amazing because this pendulum is about to swing yet again. Uh, Obviously, back in August, we had this big FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. At the time, Biden went on TV and said, how could anyone be that reckless? I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. We have video evidence. We played on the show constantly. But then the pendulum swung again when we found out that the DOJ had discovered classified documents at Biden's house all the way back in November. So now comes after, you know, three weeks of shifting narratives and Kareem Jean-Pierre changing her story now to be clear i don't think they're giving you the real story at the white house they're putting her in a bad spot but now comes news just i mean seconds ago as we came out of the commercial break that pence has documents too it is crazy how quickly this country went from everybody gets a trophy to everybody gets a classified document but apparently that's the news and uh, as we get updates on this story We will continue to share them with you. Uh, We don't know, you know, that Pence is accused of any wrongdoing. uh, But we do know there is certainly going to be plenty of accusations thereof, seeing as he was a Republican. We have a lot of people in the media that live to hate them.
1: The media is a bunch of losers. A lot
3: of people agree. Uh, But one thing a lot of people also agree on right now, if you're paying any attention at the pump, is that gas prices are going back up. Uh, 12 cents in the past week.
2: This could be a problem.
3: Now, one thing we've been telling you, and I just want to dive into this. The Pence story has no other developments. I just read it to you verbatim. Classified documents founded Pence's Indiana home. Uh, This is a this story is one minute old. We can continue to discuss it. And where do we go now? In the words of Axel Rose. But I like to have these conversations with more facts and information at my disposal, because anything outside of that is just reckless speculation. And that's not why we're on the air here at Fox across America. Uh, But we will continue to monitor it in this hour. And as we get information we're certainly going to share it with you. Uh, I don't know that there'll be any information to get, though. He just called up and said, oh, by the way, I've got these documents. Does anybody want to come and get them? And uh, I don't know where that takes us. But in the meantime, you've got to drive the work. You've got to drive to school. You've got to live a life. And uh, you've got to get out there and pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which, of course, was something omitted from Kamala Harris's speech at the pro-choice rally, where she said, we're all entitled to under the Constitution to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. I played you that clip yesterday. You should hear it again really quick. This is her quoting the Declaration of Independence. It's clip 34.
7: A promise we
0: made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each
4: endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness.
1: Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. (laughs) Ha-ha!
3: Now, why did she omit the word life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Because if we agree that you're all entitled to life, then there's no case to be made for abortion. Bingo. Never mind that you can't have liberty and the pursuit of happiness if you don't have life. That is
4: correct.
3: So that was a selective omission. But the point is you are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness— and sometimes doing that is going to involve getting into a car and driving somewhere. Something that has been made infinitely higher by this administration. Gas prices right now are low. OK, but under, lower by comparison to where they were like a year ago. But understand, they're still $1. forty higher than when Biden took office. Biden sucks. A lot of people feel that way. And of course, we had energy independence at the time he was sworn in. Uh, We have since relinquished that. We have sacrificed our energy independence at the altar of environmental virtue signaling. First, we killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline, but then we went out and declared open warfare on subsidies for fossil fuels and natural gas and began outsourcing our production to third-world dictatorships like Venezuela, who burn this and produce this stuff far filthier than we do. So essentially, our consumption habits are the same in this country— We don't have the infrastructure to do it without fossil fuels. Anyone telling you otherwise is lying, and they're reckless, okay, and they're going to get people killed. We, we like, literally, like, people would freeze to death. People would starve to death. Everything in our life is dependent on fossil fuels in some capacity. And the fact that they're out there with a straight face telling you we can just flip a switch and phase them out, uh, there's we, we don't have the infrastructure for any of that. Okay, none of these renewables and solar and wind. They can't power individual states, let alone a whole country. In fact, places like Germany that led the way in all this climate change junk are now building coal plant after coal plant after coal plant because they found that the way of doing this green didn't actually work.
4: I admire your honesty.
3: Okay. But you're not getting honesty everywhere you turn when it comes to this green energy conversation. We put ourselves at a disadvantage by declaring war on our own domestic energy production. Okay, it is, of course, what is responsible for throwing off the ratios of supply and demand in this country. Gas prices went up for 14 straight months before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. So when Biden was saying, oh, it's Putin's price hike, you don't understand, That's Putin, everything was fine, and then Putin rummed in. You were lying your ass off. Was he ever, okay, because the price had gone up for 14 straight months. And, oh, by the way, Putin's invasion may have exacerbated the gas price, but understand, we were only susceptible to what Putin did because we relinquished our energy independence. (laughs) But I bring all of this up. Why? Because Biden artificially lowered gas prices at the end of the summer and beginning of the fall by doing what? He decimated our strategic petroleum reserves, something that would normally be reserved for an act of war or something from mother nature, heaven forbid, birthing person nature, if you will. (laughs) Is it, yeah, what is it? Is it parent nature now? Is it, can you not say mother? I don't get in trouble here. Okay, but the point is, in, de- in decimating our strategic petroleum reserves, he put us at a disadvantage when it comes to war, when it comes to a potential act of God. He took those supplies down to a 1984 low, the lowest level they had been at since 1984, the height of the Cold War. He took our strategic petroleum reserves to that breaking point in an effort to help himself at the polls before the midterms okay, decimated the energy reserves, got the oil prices down artificially, but now what if we found out the midterms are over, there's only so much you can do to the reserves, so the prices are going back up. Last week, Congress, in a bipartisan bill, voted against dipping into our strategic petroleum reserves again because they know this is dangerous. Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre, and the White House wants you to believe, well, it's the Republicans that are raising the gas prices. Here it is, clip twenty-six.
7: Now, House Republicans are using their n- narrow majority to force the American people to pay higher gas prices, just as big oil companies are amassing record profits. What's even more alarming is that this isn't. This is only. This is not the only attempt by House Republicans' majority to raise costs on middle-class middle, middle class families. House Republicans are also pushing a tax increase on middle-class families and inflation-worsening tax cut for the rich.
3: Oh, shut up, woman. I mean, understand, when she says House Republicans are using their narrow majority to force the American people to pay higher gas prices, she's framing it for low-information voters who go, yeah, those evil Republicans, the people who run on moral superiority, they just voted To raise your prices of gas. You're not telling me the truth. No, no. It was a bipartisan bill that banned Biden. Okay, he hasn't signed this into law, do you understand? But it bans Biden from dipping into our strategic petroleum reserves again because here's a newsflash. We need them if there is a war. If there is some type of an act of God, that's what they're for. They're not there to treat low poll numbers. What Biden did was reckless. Okay, and now they're selling energy to China, which, by the way, is our number one geopolitical foe in the world. China knows we're broke. China knows we're in trouble at the pump. So this is a win-win for them because, number one, they're getting our energy on the cheap. But number two, as our enemy. OK, they can buy up our ability to wage war. Do you understand? They have a little bit of a motivation to play this game.
6: Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So you
3: understand when you get weak people in the White House. The media may cover it up. The media be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Would you shut up? Come on, the Republicans. Oh, Fox News. Rah! Listen, what Fox News is protecting is America meaning Democrats, we're protecting Democrats. If you live in America, Fox News does not see you as our enemy, whether you vote the way I do or not. Fox News does not consider independents our enemy. They do not consider Democrats our enemy. They consider them our teammates, okay? And what we are standing up for every single day is the country you live in. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. But understand, we are going to badmouth the people running it, regardless of what political party they're in. Okay, if you're screwing over the country, if you're endangering us, making us more susceptible to war and anything in between, heaven forbid, we have to call it out. Because what you pay at the pump, yes, it's important. It's make or break, life or death for a lot of people trying to hold their lives together. I was one of them as a cab driver for a long time. But the solution to lowering gas prices is not to make us weaker when it comes to war. It's to make us stronger when it comes to domestic energy production. But here is Jennifer Granholm trying to sell you otherwise. She's your energy uh, secretary. okay, and she wants you to believe, you know, Biden took claim over the summer, August and September. Gas prices were coming down. She said, well, you know, gas prices are going down. That's all me, guys. Three cheers for Biden. Hip, hip, hooray. He's a jolly good fellow. Gas prices are going down. All praise be to the president. But now that the gas prices are going up, they want you to believe with a straight face it has nothing to do with the president. Here is Home, clip 24.
0: So gas prices are now up 33 cents over the past month. Um, the president took credit for the prices coming down. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve, as you mentioned, is no longer releasing. Does the president get credit for the price of gas going up? Well, um,
7: it's obviously based upon international and climate events. So, for example, mm-hmm. Winter Storm Elliott pulled two million barrels off the U.S. market because of refineries that went down. That crimp in supply causes prices to go up. We know that there are still refineries that have been pulled down, both for uh, maintenance as well as because of, uh, of, the, of Winter Storm Elliott. You can't
4: handle the truth!
3: The truth is we're only in this position, because our domestic energy production has been throttled by an administration by a president who openly declared on the campaign trail no more subsidies for fossil fuels. We're not doing it anymore. Sent a message to the world that if you're selling it to us, you can jack up the prices because we're not going to be producing it as much ourselves. And sending a world, you know, a message to the local domestic community that you shouldn't be investing in new infrastructure to create more product because we don't want it here because clean energy, yay! But the bottom line is every single time when the price goes up, okay, they're trying to protect them by saying, oh, it's not our fault. It's everybody else's fault. When the price goes down, they're trying to get credit for it going down by saying it is our fault. We are the ones who take credit. But no matter where the price goes, up or down, the one thing they're never, ever discussing is you.
0: Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Last."
4: Mr. Gasoline Man Give a loan to me I'm not wealthy And there is no way I'm paying you Hey Mr. Gasoline Man Throw a bone to me Prices go up every Morning and I'm Totally screwed Though I know Biden's a liar His head is in the sand Doesn't have a plan Blames everyone he can But he's the problem And Kamala confuses me Her brain is so empty They push green energy It is plain for all to see That they're both clueless Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning and I'm totally screwed.
2: Call in now. We're excited to hear from you. Who the f- is this? This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It's the dumbest thing you're going to hear on the radio today. Kamala Harris, she is, of course, your vice president. She was speaking about climate change. You know, last week we had Davos, Al Gore with the... Rain bombs and the 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs.
0: Please give us money.
3: That's the only thing they're ever saying. Whenever somebody warns you about the climate, you got to subtitle whatever they're saying. Rain bombs, Hiroshima, boiling water.
2: Money, 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 money.
3: That's the only thing they're ever saying. But here is Kamala Harris serving up some word salad when it comes to extreme weather, saying extreme weather is causing lots of water and also causing
0: droughts. What the hell did you just say?
3: What do you mean? So it's just, it's caught, for well, it's, it's going to flood us and it's going to dry us out. It doesn't make sense. But here it is, clip 29.
0: The issues that are present in the climate crisis are varied. And it requires us to be present and to be in front of each of the iterations and variations that include extreme weather that produces a lot of water and extreme weather that produces drought. What would you do with the brain if you had
3: one? So you got the extreme weather that causes flooding, but then the extreme weather that causes drought. But what is she really saying? Climate change is not a specific thing. We're just going to tie it to any weather event known to man with no scientific data and tell you the world's on fire unless you fill up the collection plate. That's what she's telling you each and every time. What she said, extreme weather, water, some water, drought, variations.
2: Money, 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 money,
3: money, money, money. That's all they're ever saying to you. There's no data. There's no science. The only thing they ever have to offer you is some type of weird word salad followed by. Please give us money. And oddly enough, there are people on the left doing it.
0: Pay up, suckers.
2: It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, there it is, folks. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And I will tell you, if you turned on the Fox Business Network yesterday at 6 p.m., you saw the great Dagan McDowell. Uh, Fox News fan favorite, Fox News franchise QB, Murica's sweetheart. Let's be clear, Dagan McDowell, best of the best. You saw her on set next to a gorgeous super hunk. But you know what? Enough about my (laughs) guest appearance. Let's also bring in her co-host. Dagan McDowell is here along with her co-host of The Bottom Line, Sean Duffy. Hey, you two.
5: Hey. Jimmy Fallon. You were on at what? 6.45. Yeah.
3: 6.45. Opening night. It was great. I am honored. And I did everything I could to sync that show in one night and make history, but we got through it.
1: And you know how I'm showing my appreciation? No. I drew my eyebrows on for you. (laughs) That's when you know. It's flattered. I have no makeup on, but I did draw some eyebrows on for you. That's a
3: funny line. Do you remember the movie Slapshot where he (laughs) borrows a book from the girl? They're like, oh, she underlined the dirty scenes for you. He's like, oh, she underlined the dirty scenes. This is a good woman. She drew on the eyebrows. I'm flattered, Sean Duffy. Good to see you both. Uh, Congratulations on the launch. It was epic. I do feel like the show kind of peaked around 645. I'm not going to lie. It really did. That was a good one. Uh, Did you approve of? We call it the crest. We crested 645. Let's American Idol, that ridiculous overweight figure skater look I showed up with. Sean Duffy wanted a loud gold jacket. Now I did. I yeah, asked for it. He did. He did demand this jacket. Does it pass the McDowell test first and foremost? Because I'm more concerned with your opinion. Than
1: Against me. what? <laughs> Against you your the, other outfit? Yeah,
3: you saying the bar was so low it didn't matter?
1: I I don't like because you don't dress like a uh-huh. normal yeah. human being. So I don't <laughs> That's know. A lot of tough love. I don't. And uh-huh. I've seen you yeah, yeah. in casual clothing, yeah, yeah, and so that's true. the casual and the professional kind of there's really no difference.
7: Just, is, he, I think she's he, saying there you is like no the professional. Jacket, the
1: jacket, you, you know, professionally you got lapels, <laughs>
5: but he dresses like <laughs> a cab driver, radio star who's now loved on TV. That's the dress he has going. I was like, it's, I can wear, I can everything. wear whatever the hell I want. Like it's, I've heard, that. I'm gonna sparkle, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna sparkle. <laughs> I've heard the stories about him going to a Dodgers game.
3: Mm, That's true.
1: She knows a lot. And Jenny, like, having to hide her head because he's, like, heckling heckling the Padres. Manny
3: Machado. Yes. We call him Manny Petty. Because he's pretty. And the Dodgers fans, like me and my son Lincoln coined a phrase. And the Dodgers fans loved us so much. Now, we specifically only heckle one player at a game. We decide we're going to ruin his life. And it's only his at-bats. But it becomes a thing in the stands where people know it's coming. And so does Jenny. Like, she sees the scoreboard. She sees who's up next on deck. And she leaves. Because that's <laughs> that's how we roll. We have a weird tyranny. It is a tyranny of the majority, though. In the Fela house there's only three of us. So everywhere Lincoln and I go, we go uh, – with the goal of mortally embarrassing Jenny. And she's a saint. But go ahead.
5: So how do you start by just you and Lincoln, your son, are you it, like, we're going we're to start to heckle one person that we pick, but yeah. you get everyone around you. It's kind of like the way they all like come together yes. and start to heckle. How if, do you make that if happen? you
3: knew how hard, if Lincoln was listening, he would text you messages of me heckling Manny Machado, you find the guy they hate the most. So in this instance, Dodgers oh. are playing the Padres. Manny Machado was a Dodger for like a half hour. Went to the Padres for more money. There's your villain. So every time he gets up, like, oh, Manny, you look great on Instagram. I can't. <laughs> (laughs) can't stop staring at those buns. And, like, the Dodger fans are like, this is amazing. And they just start buying you beer because they want to make it worse. But it's controlled chaos, to be clear. But this stems from my son being the driving force of all trolling. When my son, Lincoln, goes to the grocery store, Dagan, he'll do this to me, too, though. He'll walk around the grocery store and be like, I can't believe you won't feed the dog. Just buy food. He's starving. (laughs) He's starving our dog. And people in the grocery store are like, feed, feed the dog, sir. You should feed the dog. That's wrong. And I'm like, no, he's full of it, you know. But that's <laughs> yeah. what they do. So they troll. You, right? you,
5: you taught him well.
3: No, yeah, no, he's the worst. He's the worst of the worst. You book him on your show, he'd kill you with M&M's. No, Sean, no, I've got, I've got Sean, Sean Duffy yeah, He's yesterday. taller
5: than you. He's like 6'2 or
3: 6'3". He's like 6'4 now. 6'4". People think we have a slow 23-year-old. They just. They, How old he? Fifteen. He, he, he's fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he has spent a lot of time with Dagan on the West Coast, hanging out in Kennedy's backyard. He has seen some things. Uh, in fact, he tells one of the funniest Dagan stories ever. That's probably not repeatable no, on you the can't air. That. But it's a great.
1: <laughs> but it's a great story, you, you, So I. You can't even begin to tell that. No, story,
3: no, you can't. But I, I want to jump in here, okay, okay? Because this is a it's a watershed moment. You've launched your new show, which for you, Sean Duffy, it elevates your stature on this show specifically because everybody who I think is amazing that i think is truly cool gets what we call a drop on the show we will play a clip of them sometimes to accentuate a point we've made oh. so like for instance if someone called in and said sean duffy's awesome we would say
1: that is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm
3: and that would be a Dagan McDowell <laughs> drop. And we will play a drop nice. to accentuate something somebody does. So we need now to create a Duffy drop. We need to find a piece of audio this week from launch week. But but you I, say I, don't, I don't say things like that. Or I don't say pig no, no. Is it pig potatoes? No, no, but you can say pig anything. Potatoes. That's the point. Sometimes you just say things that are weird. You okay. know what I mean? It's sometimes they're just good for points of emphasis. Here's like, for, for instance, Kennedy is not a big fan of government spending. So when our taxes went up, we got...
1: Thanks, big government weenuses.
3: And it's just perfect. And from time to time, it'll come up. So the point is, we're now on the hunt for a Duffy drop. Deal. I'll, I'll, I'll try I'm to be, cre- yeah. I'll, I'll,
5: if I, when, I, when I say something really remarkable that could make it into the drop, I'll, I'll text you. That, By the way, the, the last time I tried to do this with you, I, I auditioned to, to, to open for you at uh, New Year's Eve, and it didn't go so well. <laughs> you didn't pick <laughs> me. a true
3: story. We filmed an audition video, Dagan. Dagan McDowell is in studio along with Sean Duffy. Uh, and when I was hosting New Year's Eve this year, I was doing stand-up in Nashville right before midnight. We filmed a video where Fox Talent was auditioning. To be my uh, opening act, I was the best, and Sean Duffy was the
1: best. That I is couldn't... offensive, and it is not true. But stick with me; we had a great
3: time. This can I go on. Like... Stay away from the button. No more button. Stop clicking that. This stuff. can go on for days, Duffy. You have no idea. But Come the point on. is, we will honor you with a Duffy drop. Okay, Dagan okay. is already she's immortal on the show. I mean, we're making really this for me is. Well,
1: the only reason I have all those mm-hmm. phrases and sayings is because I craft them so I don't curse is
3: that true yeah that's I just funny. say
1: balderdash instead of
3: but it's great it's, be, it's a better word right and we can all of, curse
1: instead of elephant <laughs> <laughs> and well I say you know
3: oh that's funny uh but no I get it you're playing defense you know there was an old comic it's a funny story there was a guy hamburger Alonzo Hamburger Jones <laughs> who used to absurd. He was a Def Jam comic. And in his act, he'd be talking like, I was dating his one woman, hamburger. And he said he would say hamburger so he didn't curse, which I don't know that that was the case. I just think it became cartoonishly funny that in the middle of a set, he'd just be like, hamburger. you know. <laughs> and one night, I was on the road with Kevin Meany, who's an all-time comedy great. I remember you, Ke- Kevin Meany. I'm a... The, Kevin Meany's the the best of the best, okay? He's the closest show on We Are the World. As you know, he would impersonate everybody singing We Are the World. (laughs) I play his drops on the show, too. Like, if the government does something wrong, you'll...
0: That's not right! Kevin Meaney.
3: Okay. (laughs) So, one night, I was on the road with Kevin Meaney in Atlanta... And uh, we might have been hopped up on some type of nature's nectar. I don't know.
1: On Coca-Cola because it's from Atlanta. Uh, It's bottled in Atlanta. Uh, It was invented in Atlanta.
3: A short connecting flight from the Coke factory in Columbia. (laughs) 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 But where we were. And uh, Meanie was just randomly running up to strangers in the middle of the night and being like, you know hamburger? Hamburger. And I'm like, dude, we're going to (laughs) get stabbed. I want to go back to La Quinta. This is not fun for me anymore. So everybody gets a drop and we will get you there as well. I appreciate that. Uh, but right now we are celebrating the launch of The Bottom Line. It airs weeknights at 6 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. Where are you guys in this like British invasion of publicity? Are you guys almost winding that down or do you have 500 more hits to do this week? We, we just, Oh,
1: we're we, on KK show tonight. Oh, are you really? Yeah. That's I, cool. I don't know why I call her KK. <laughs> you're I just
3: do. She's talking about the K train.
5: Like, we, we just landed on the shores uh-huh. of America and we're the Beatles kind of thing. So are, you go crazy? are you the Beatles this is what I need it to know. the
3: monkeys, I don't know. No, the Beatles have more street cred. That's what I'm saying. I see you guys as the Beatles if they left their cell phones on during the interviews.
5: Yeah. yeah Rachel's, Rachel's calm.
3: calm. <laughs> like, hey, get off hey, the radio with fail. What he's, he's, right. he's, he's killing you. Come but on. Did you, but I want to have this quick pop culture discussion. All right, do I, you give the monkeys any, any due? Because they have some of their songs I liked. I think they faked the band. They were like a Milli Vanilli, so to speak. Yeah. But do they have any street cred, Dig. Uh,
1: wait. Who's the um, maybe The, the uh, American?
3: Not Davy Jones. No, uh, no, no, I know. Uh, oh, 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 I'm so mad. Do you? No, no, no. From the, I'm trying to think. Uh, what the hell is his name? We're all stumped. I, I don't, have a, I don't have a TV. I don't have a TV
1: growing up. We're just losing our friendship with Kennedy. Not <laughs> the music historian
3: is not happy. Right,
1: keep talking, but. Brit- wait, Ray wait,
3: Davies? Wait. Not Davies. Th- uh, that's yeah. the kinks. Mickey, that's, so I know, Mickey just- Dolenz. I'm trying to think about it. No, monkeys it's people. not Mickey Dolan. Is he in the Monkeys?
1: Yes, he's in the oh, Monkeys. Oh, this is so wait, good for g- our wait, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stick with no, me. Now. No, our well, listeners what the, know.
3: What was the point though? I'm
1: sorry. Um, why well, start with the Beatles? Well, I, start with like
3: Oh, if you wanted to go into like Street Cred hardcore groups, no, fine. No, but
1: like go into like no, I'm talking about Rolling Stones. No, we could do the faces. We can do no. We can do the Yardbirds. Jeff Beck just died. You guys
5: misunderstood what I was saying. I was he was asking. The question came: How is the tour going? The launch and the media around said You guys are a big deal.
4: No, and i said, I It's kind of like kid. the
5: Beatles landing in America as to where we yeah, are. Yeah, you guys are a big hit. Rollout, That's right? what I That's, meant. I was
3: comparing your exactly. publicity blitz you. and the uh, euphoric and reception guys, from the American people. And then
5: you guys went to the monkeys. And I was like, well, that had nothing to do with my point. I, I, like, what
3: I was just to say, what's going on? I was here? asking her a legitimate music question about do you oh, give the Michael monkeys. Michael Nesmith. Oh, Michael Nesmith. He's there legit. you go. Circle gets a square. Let's go to Jim J. Bullock for the block. Go ahead.
1: No. But I would. Again, easily distracted. Like, (laughs) you give me the wheel, I'm driving it in the ditch. You're talking about publicity, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, thinking about music. <laughs> I don't Apple know Netflix. how he brought up the monkeys.
3: I said it's a British invasion, and I said, do you liken your band to more Beatles or more monkeys? Like, the monkeys were very pop and goofy. I
1: don't think the, the – Beatles Br- got the-
3: into some heavy-duty, psychedelic stuff towards the end.
1: The monkeys weren't considered part of the British invasion. No? Michael Nesmith is American.
3: But the rest of them are British. So? Aren't the monkeys British Invasion? Hold no, on a second. No, they're not.
1: No, absolutely not. It started with the Beatles, oh, and then they... it was like the dregs of the British Invasion. So, like, this is, do you want
3: to know is, by the way? You get, this is Can I just give you this? They just can... fed me this because I've taken the show completely no. off the rails. No, no, let they're... me read you this.
1: No, no, you're correct. Let I me... know I'm correct. Right, no, no, but I didn't How know that. How dare you question me? <laughs> I don't need your helpers in the other room to tell me I'm correct about the British invasion, not including the monkeys.
3: Dagan McDowell is in the studio. Get
5: her out. Get her out of here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Let me read you the Wikipedia entrance. This is why I thought it was uh, okay. British invasion. And I think some people do conflate them with British invasion. The monkeys were an American rock and pop band formed in Los Angeles in 1966, Dagan's winning, whose lineup consisted of the American actor and musicians, Mickey Dolenz, Michael Nesmith, and Peter Tork, alongside English actor and singer Davy Jones. So I always attributed them to Great Britain because of Davy Jones, but if this was Hollywood Squares, uh, Dagan just got the square. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah, I just lost. Yeah. My own game show.
1: It's every every – it's every British band you can think of except the monkeys. They're <laughs>
7: part
3: of the British invasion. But this is the thing you're going to find out on the bottom line. You're going to get pop culture. You're going to get that type of street this, wisdom.
1: This gentleman is I part am. of pop culture history. I know he is. And oh, we the talk. fabulous – uh you, compass mrs compass yeah,
5: my, m- my claim to fame is i am mm-hmm. the first rachel and I, the first
3: reality tv couple in america but ever what, but what's amazing about it is we got actually got married
5: we met on tv you many, and, do you know how many then
3: we had nine kids think about that you know how many series of like bachelors and bachelorettes where the marriage had the life expectancy of a carnival goldfish and you guys are still together
5: and i, and I think i had this first reality tv daughter is a conservative? True? Yeah, I think I do. I just I, 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 I gotta Definitely. check that. So yes, just a
3: walking trivia question. I, 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 yeah, you can ask me more. It's right right. <laughs> I don't can, know. Can
5: I, can I ask you a favor? Yeah. You know, we came. We come in. You have mm-hmm. your picture up there from like your promo picture, mm-hmm. and you got a little like four day growth going on. Yeah, yeah, And you have this great uh-huh. smile with these beautiful teeth uh-huh. and this little mustache. Uh-huh.
3: It's kind of like a. You like the mustache? Well, Where are we going with this? I, I, can we bring that back? bring that Jimmy back. Bring a, that Jimmy back. You see, for this is the de- for daytime TV. I'm supposed to look clean cut like an adult.
5: I thought that was clean.
3: That's a night that's a nighttime look. It's not like a news show look. That's the issue. Just okay, just do the mustache. Listen, you got it's the clout. Like a,
5: it was almost like a little Hitler.
3: I'll bring it back like, to really the thin mustache. Well that there. seems like great career advice. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what you need, fella. Dang it, whose side is he on? This what, what just went on here? I bring these people by to promote the show. He, one guy tries to end mine, the right. other one stabs me for not knowing where the monkeys are from. It's
1: like grow the goatee out. It's Stalin-esque.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be great. Didn't you say They're you're going to love you?
1: Great look. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you say
3: you're in Northern California? You know, there's a Manson look you could go with. Oh, I'm dying. So Degan McDowell's in studio. Sean Duffy's in studio. The show launched yesterday. It's on every night at 6 o'clock. And uh, what I like about the show, I just want you to know this. I didn't see the graphics package till I was on the set. I like that it's Dagen and Duffy because it's giving that's what you guys are billed as, which is kind of taking uh, the vibe. It lightens the vibe a little bit, mm-hmm. which I think when it comes to financial news and obviously world news, I greatly benefit from lightening the vibe. So I like that, you know, because I think there's a better way to do this than uh, just all combat all the time.
5: Well, I think it's there's there's more to it. It's like you got, you got some gravitas that mm-hmm. goes first. What's, the, what's the, the, the the you know the, the top billing? Yes, yeah, of and course. And then you have the opening act. Yeah, yeah. So it's Dagen. Top billing, Duffy opening act for Dagan.
3: Okay, so that's you see, you see yourselves as like the juggler who comes on before the at the Roman Coliseum. I'm putting out flames in my mouth on the, on the, on the pins. <laughs> yeah, the guy kind on of the
5: kind of cruise of ship, and you're All the All right, crew, now that's funny, Dagan
3: McDowell. Here she is. I love it. No, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm actually I'm excited about this show. But can I tell you what we do? Yeah. I know you got to go in a second, but listen, on. we have
5: we're, we're we're a couple hours after the markets closed, so we have we have some freedom. We're talking we're talking about. The Kitchen table issues, the issues that are affecting everybody in their lives. Oftentimes, that's a cross section that has to do with politics. Yep, we'll talk a little bit about culture. And I gotta tell you what, we worked together a little bit before we got this show together. Um, we're having a blast, we're having a lot of fun. we it's been, it's he been he just really mouthed amazing. the words help me twice, but okay, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I, I don't
3: doubt it. He's amazing. Uh, I know
5: though- he's
1: doing this. <laughs> I'm making the he tried choking. To, I'm he, doing the He the tried to choking kill himself sign. on set yesterday.
3: Dagan, we were talking about MMs ms rebranding. And uh, Dagan brilliant. pulled out a bag of M&M's. Duffy goes right in and eats them as it's his turn to, to read, read the it. teleprompter. And that went, really,
5: <laughs> that went really well. I think I, I, get, sp- I spit some m ms <laughs> out across the table. I'm like, okay. And Jimmy's like, yeah, good one,
3: amateur
1: hour <laughs> here. No, I'm looking at... look going, I don't know the Heimlich maneuver. (laughs) I
3: don't. Meanwhile, Duffy's over there chewing on M&M's all over the prompter.
1: This is absolutely
3: gross. (laughs) Who was that? The critics have spoken. That's from Animal House. Ah, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) You want that one again?
1: No, I can do it. Oh, the P.I.G.? You're a P.I.G. pig. Can (laughs) you guess what I am now? (laughs) (laughs) Get it? I'm a zit <laughs> <laughs> with a big ball of mashed potatoes.
3: Don't you have any respect for yourself? There you go. There Dagan you go. McDowell, Sean Duffy. We're playing Name That Drop today. Uh, we're jamming out to the monkeys. I'm kidding. Never again. Uh, never. Listen, congrats on the show. We're so excited. Thank you, Tim. Jimmy. We're going to watch every night. Uh, every night. I mean, I, I just assumed last night's show was going to play on loop because it was that good. It's, I think it went right to the Smithsonian, right? But just it,
1: Stop sucking up.
3: No, it was just to Duffy, not to you. I no. don't have to take this. We, it's
1: Nevada. <laughs> Nevada. It's Nevada. <laughs> I'm
5: Jimmy. coming to Nevada. Jimmy, next, next, next time you come into this next uh, the, next open, you play music. If you want to play the jingle that John Rich made for us on the show, you could do that too. Okay. So like but the bottom line in Fox Business, be, it's, it's a great jingle. I
2: will play it for you. Right. As
6: for
3: you.
2: Oh, shut up, woman. I'm kidding. I love you, Dave. We're back after <laughs> Thank this. You, Jimmy. <laughs> the show that's not afraid to tell you the truth.
6: Not only are you not a
3: very nice person, you're also a slob.
2: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready for a big hour with Russell Fry. He is, of course, South Carolina representative in Congress. 7th Congressional District, also on the Judicial Committee and the Oversight Committee. And he is in charge of investigating the Biden family enterprise. Hunter's a dirtbag. A lot of people feel that way. But we're going to get into it with a guy who's right there on the committee in the next hour. And we're going to have a grown-up talk about the war on CRT. Ron DeSantis catching heat from the White House press podium yesterday. We'll tell you why this time when we come back.
2: live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we
3: go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. We're getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon, Russell Fry from the 7th Congressional District of South Carolina is going to be stopping by. And he is, of course, a member of the Judiciary Committee and the Oversight Committee tasked with investigating the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. We don't know where this is going to go. The classified documents thing just keeps getting messier and messier. Uh, What we do now know is that, yes, Biden has misled the public on multiple occasions in terms of what he had and how he got it. It went from, well, it was, you know, just the one time we had those documents at our office at the University of Pennsylvania. (laughs) Then it was like, all right, fine. So uh, we had one in our house, but that's it. (laughs) Then it was like, all right, well, we got one in the garage. That's the the other one in the garage, and then we're good. (laughs) And then we found out there were six more documents collected over the weekend by the Department of Justice. That was embarrassing. It really was. But now we come to find out that Mike Pence was also paid a visit for his own retention of classified documents at his Indiana home.
4: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on
3: here? We do not know. Uh, it is fascinating times here in this country, but the pendulum keeps swinging. Uh, at the very least, if you were just going to recklessly speculate about what's going on, which you don't like to do, you know, if you remember, there were people saying, well, they're planting these documents on Biden because they want to get them out of there. I don't believe that's true, not even for a second, because as long as you have Joe Biden in office, it means the people behind the scenes running things get to be president. Okay, if you get someone younger and coherent in there, you're no longer the shadow president of the United States of America. Right now, as it stands, the reason you hear so much about Biden running again in 2024 is because when a guy like this gets up to speak— I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. OK, you understand that guy is president in name only. OK, there are people behind the scenes that are running this country. Tell him like it is. And if he goes away, so does their power. So I don't believe there's no one planting documents on Biden. The guy has a career of being sloppy and the guy has a career of being a liar. I've played you a clip on this show that goes all the way back to 1988. When one of his failed presidential bids unraveled because of a series of lies that were told and sloppily so and that were easily disproven at the time. Guy said he went to law school on a full academic scholarship, didn't get one, said he graduated first in his class, didn't get one. Okay, wasn't first. He was in the lower third of the class and on and on. And he was forced to resign after plagiarizing an essay along the way. Joe Biden's always been a mess and he's always been a sociopathic liar. Here's 1988. Let's take a quick flashback.
5: I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. The only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law
3: school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school, and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not
2: named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, And won only one degree, not three.
6: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him.
5: And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if
6: you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth.
7: Bye-bye Biden. He may not know it (laughs) yet, but I think this is going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is
6: Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. (laughs) Joe Biden. What
3: the hell were you thinking? He's not thinking. The guy just lies. Do you remember when he told you that Georgia's early voter ID law was Jim Crow on steroids?
6: This is Jim Crow on
3: steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia. Do you understand? Worse than Jim Crow asking someone to see an ID. Never mind the law that he characterized as Jim Crow on steroids is now responsible for the largest early voting turnout in the history of the state of Georgia. I don't know what you know about Jim Crow, but they weren't exactly big on getting out the vote. They were big on getting out the voters, like getting them out of the community so they didn't vote. They weren't big on actually getting registered votes. Georgia registered and calculated more votes in the past midterm election than at any point in the history of the state. But that's the kind of lie Biden tells. If you remember, he got out and told you border agents. We're whipping Haitian migrants. This despite the fact that the photographer who took the video said, hey, don't get out there and say people are getting whipped. I know they're running with that on Twitter, but I took the video. Nobody got whipped. Okay, they were mounted agents on split-reined horses. But Biden got out there anyway. It was like, those people are going to pay. This is worse than slavery. We've never seen anything like it. That's who the guy is. Okay, he is a lunatic when it comes to the truth. He has no regard for it. So the reason he is so brazenly lied about this classified document story, one after the other after the other, is it's just he's not thinking about it. You know the story he tells about Amtrak? Well, when I was vice president, we had a guy, Angelo, came up to me and he said, hey, Joey, baby, you know, you've been on Amtrak more miles than you have on the Air Force One planes. That's how much you ride Amtrak. He was trying to make the case that he was Amtrak Joe. But what did we come to find out? That Amtrak Joe Okay, who met with Angelo in this story he's been caught telling eight times, was talking to a man that had died eight years before he became vice president.
0: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: But the point I'm making is, yeah, we make fun of Biden's cognitive abilities, but the issue is not his cognitive abilities. Yes, they have certainly declined. Like, there's no way you can listen to this guy and go, oh, no, he's sharp as a tack. This guy right here, are you kidding me? This guy, he is on it.
5: Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the,
3: the, the phone. Okay, there's no way you listen to that guy and go, no, he's sharp as a tack. But you understand, even when he was younger, he was a guy that was just always completely full of <clears throat> every single time. So you can't take them at their word on anything when it comes to the White House and classified documents. Uh, you could take me at my word that I don't believe they were knowingly planting it on him to get rid of the guy. I do believe he was just sloppy and stupid. Uh, And I do believe there has been a double standard because what we're finding out now about Mike Pence is also very interesting. So the FBI, according to reports, came by Pence's house. He said, hey, I have some classified documents. The FBI came by the house and got them. And now apparently the Pence story is over, I guess. But what's fascinating is with Biden – It was, A, we found some classified documents in the office at the University of Pennsylvania. And the FBI was like, well, do us a favor. Go ahead. Check all your other possessions. Let us know if you have any other documents lying around anywhere. Uh, And if you do, just bring them in and give them back to us.
0: This is total crap.
3: And why is it total crap? Because it's a big double standard. When there's a double standard, there's no standard. So Pence has documents. The FBI comes, gets them. Biden has documents. Scout's honor. Give it to us when you can. Now, do you understand the reason that's a double standard, guys, is because if Biden is possessing things he's not supposed to have and the FBI gives him a heads up of, hey, we're coming over. Guess what that does? It gives them time to get rid of anything else they shouldn't have. Correct the mundo. But they didn't get rid of all of them anyway. Biden is such a disaster because they just suck at everything. Okay, I don't know how the Penn story is going to play. We just know that the FBI came and got them. We know when it comes to Donald Trump, the FBI believed he had more documents than they thought he did, than he claimed he did. So they showed up guns blazing. Oh, hell no. You ain't going to be holding no classified documents. No, girl. FBI raid, camera crew in tow. And they wanted you to believe, oh, no, we just happened to see the FBI and decided to film it. We sent over the camera crew from CNN.
6: People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. How
3: could they, knowing the FBI had tipped off CNN before the raid at Roger Stone's house? Just the same. You want me to believe? Oh, just randomly, you know, you're out cruising around looking for like a viral dog video. And lo and behold, we wound up on the same block as the FBI raid. CNN is the worst. They really are. Okay, but Biden's right up there with him. Here's Ted Cruz, guy you're going to hear on our show tomorrow. Uh, He is talking to the bottom line with Jacob McDowell and Sean Duffy. They were just on this show in the last hour. Here he is on their show yesterday. A show I also appeared on, by the way, opening night. It was a banger. But here is Cruz making the case that Biden is running us through a double standard. Clip three.
6: The real problem it presents for this administration is a political problem in, in that their plan to indict Donald Trump has now gotten much, much more complicated because it, the double standard is just screams off the face of it. The Biden administration is engaged in shameless gaslighting right there. I say that, but, but it's getting to the point you can't get the gas to gaslight anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not gaslighting. They're electric lighting. If they gaslight, they'll actually get fined by the Democrats. Climate people! We can't have gas stoves. They're crazy. They're stupid, is what they are. It's really fascinating. Nobody's ever died of stove. When they talk about banning gas stoves, well, there's gases that you could breathe in, and then you would die. And then shut up, will you shut up? You've never been to a funeral, but like, what did he die of? Ah, stove. He's a yeah General Electric. Yeah, he, was, he liked to cook pancakes on Saturday mornings, and you know, I breathed in the stove, and guy just dropped dead. Was yeah. <laughs> It's never happened once. Okay, the reason they're trying to ban gas stoves is because if they can get you to shake your head to, yes, gas stoves are dangerous, what they can ultimately do down the road is get you to shake your head, yes, to banning gas cars. You are correct, sir. There's an old rule in comedy. You don't open with your closer. And What that means is, you know, you tell your craziest joke last because the room's not quite ready for it in the beginning, never mind that, You might not have anything that can follow that type of subject matter. So when it comes to climate change, it's a lot like comedy. The closer, the big joke, the big one, is getting America to agree with banning all gas-powered vehicles. They know we don't have the infrastructure. They know we don't have the collective will to do it. So they've got to start small. You don't open with your closer, which is banning cars. You open with a minimal joke, which is banning gas stoves. Okay, that's what's going on right now in the party. Okay, and understand from there, if they get you to ban the gas stove down the road, you go, well, you know, we got this new study out that says no one's dying of stove anymore. What else is killing us? Oh, gas stove. Yeah, gas cars. Yeah, we got to get rid of those gas cars is what we got to do. And that's exactly how this sort of thing works. It's all based on a lie. And if they can get you to buy the small lie, they can get you to ultimately believe the bigger lie. Okay, and that's where this classified document scandal was headed. Okay, the small lie was, you know, Trump endangered national security. We were put at risk. Who knows where these documents could have went? That was the small lie. We got to raid him with the FBI. We might have to charge a president for the first time in the 246 year history of the country because Trump did us dirty, unclassified documents. And they got you to shake your head at that small lie, hoping you'd say yes. So you'd then agree to the much bigger lie. Which is that Biden was far more careful with classified documents than Donald Trump was. That is a fact check false. Biden, who famously said there's no there there. OK, I have the clip. I've played it for you before. Nah, this isn't a big deal. There's no there there. OK, understand. This is a guy who had multiple theirs. Here it is. Clip eight. We
5: found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there.
3: You shut your mouth, you bastard. He said, there's no there there. There's no there. You listen, you guys, there is no there there. He did not specify which of the there's he was talking to, though. There's a there at his office. There's a there in the garage. There's a there in the house. And now apparently there's a there in the other house. So at the very least, could we get a straight answer on where there happens to be? The answer is probably no, because Joe Biden will never give you a straight answer on anything.
4: White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style you can't hide Joe Biden's lies. For a while, they made some he try. I thought by.
2: It's the fastest part of your workday. Wow, you're pretty quick for a big guy. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be rapping with South Carolina Congressman Russell Fry. He's stopping by in the next break to take us inside the investigations. Into the president of the United States, Joe Biden.
1: Come on, man.
3: No coming on. A little rattle. We had a visitor during the, last, during the last segment. You know the way it works here. Our studios at Fox News headquarters is, you know, people are just walking by. They can swoop in at any moment. You know, like it would be somebody like TV. Like you're just sitting here. And you know, Emily Campagno comes by and starts talking to you about our Oakland Raiders. You're know, like, all right, that's enough, Em. Now get her out. Get her out of here. You know, but that, that happens. You know, you'll be, you'll be sitting here and the door swings open and it's a guy that comes on after me, Guy Benson, telling me about some funny story he told on Gutfeld and you. Get him out of here.
4: Get him out.
3: The point is we've got to come back from commercial. We love these people, but uh, you never know what's going to go on at Fox News headquarters. It's amazing. It's like You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Pee-wee's Playhouse. You know, like the doorbell would just ring in Pee-wee's Playhouse and they would just lose it and go crazy. <laughs> Somehow I got to, you know, keep this thing moving so we can come back from break and do a radio show. And the show we're doing right now is pretty complex. I'm not going to lie. Okay, with all this nonsense over classified documents. okay, here's Trey Gowdy speaking to what everybody considers to be a double standard under the law. This is clip four.
0: When you give consent to search, you can put restrictions on that consent. So I think what I hear you asking is. Why did you do a consent search? Why not go get a search warrant? Not get a, why not get a subpoena? I mean, why are you asking for consent if you... We're talking about two separate issues. Possession of government property, whether it's classified or not. You, you can't have government property, even if it's not classified. Right. And classified material. Why are you asking permission to do this when you have probable cause to go search? Uh-huh. I think he's got a point.
3: Okay, and the point is there seems to be a little bit of a double standard in play. And we're still in the process of sorting it out. One of the things I'm trying to do on this show is I don't like to get on here and give you a heavy-handed absolute as if I know everything when all the information isn't really available at my disposal because you can wind up looking really, really stupid. And if you don't believe me, ask all the people who said Trump should be banned from office for having classified documents— only to turn around and have their guy in possession of classified documents. <laughs> really funny stuff, right? And what did they do? You know? Oh, this is you can't have classified documents. Anyone who does it should be in jail. And then you find out they have them too.
0: Oh, <laughs> my mistake.
2: It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, you heard the man, an America's life coach, fired up to talk to this next guest, a beer pong legend turned congressman from the 7th Congressional District of South Carolina. Representative Russell Fry back on the show. Hey, man.
6: Jimmy, it is always good to be here. And yes, uh, you know, we'll, we'll. I'll take you up on that offer. I'll go easy on you when we play ping pong. Um,
3: <laughs> Fry's still trying to clean up this story. <laughs> I admire it. The me. Now that you've made it all the way to Congress, the media training is officially kicked in. Is that what you're telling me?
6: That's right. Yeah, we got our training. Uh, training orders like you know January 3rd. We weren't sworn in yet. They were already handed out packets of everything that we would <laughs> <just say and laughs> not say.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's always more fun to elect to uh, interview guys before they get sworn in. Because they don't – they're like, I can't believe he answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all defense wins championships, I guess is what they tell you. Um, That's right. Well, let me ask you this because you certainly hit the ground running as a member of the Judiciary Committee, and you're also obviously on oversight and reform. Um, I mean, where do you, where do you even start? There's, so, there's just so much going on, so many moving parts. Where are we right now in your process?
6: So you know we got we got assigned committees last week. I'm mm-hmm. I'm incredibly honored to be on these committees. I mean it's I think these these two in particular. Look, every committee has oversight capabilities in their jurisdiction, yep. but the oversight committee and the judiciary committee are going to be, in, in my opinion, you know, kind of the centerpiece of. Looking into this administration and, and look, like you said, there's a lot of layers of the onion to peel back at this point. You've mm-hmm. got the Hunter Biden stuff. You've got, you know, what happened with all the pandemic relief money? You know, you've got the border. You've got big tech. I mean, you the energy crisis. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And so, you know, look, we're starting – Next week, I believe, um, with a review of what 's going on with this pandemic relief money that went out, mm-hmm. you know you had felons getting money, you had businesses that were defunct getting money, you had people that weren 't even in the country that were getting money um, you know you 've got the border uh, which is coming up, you know mm-hmm. a review of that so i 'm excited about it I'm, I'm happy to be on the team i'm I'm glad that we 're finally getting to work, and I think the American people expect that they have a lot of questions right i mean they yeah. don 't know what 's going on, and they think that their government And they know that their government is gaslighting them anytime they raise any objection or question about what is going on with this administration. So that's that's our job in the new Republican majority is to get to the bottom of this uh, and, and really, you know, expose this or highlight the failures of this so that we know where to go as a country.
3: Yeah, that would, that'd be nice. We're talking to Russell Fry, representative from the seventh congressional district of South Carolina. Listen, we've had, kind of had this discussion before, but I have to interject into the substance right now. Um, we have a lot of people obviously that swear by North Carolina barbecue. I don't want to put any of them on, on record, uh, but some of them serve alongside of you in the house. And, uh, does South Carolina get the respect it deserves in terms of barbecue? We just need this for our own records.
6: No, it doesn't get the respect. I mean, cause South Carolina has the best barbecue, Ooh. and I would dare anyone to right. challenge that. All
3: right. All right. So, Mr. Media Training, then let me just jump in because I had, I had answered that. <laughs> I had kind of posited the question carefully as to not get you in hot water. Um, but are you saying technically that North Carolina barbecue is overrated?
6: I'm not saying it's overrated. I'm just saying South Carolina just is is so exceptional. It's on its it's on its own wavelength. Really?
3: All right, no, that's well done. Very well done. And that, <laughs> I'm telling you that they put put a shock collar around you in the beginning for the media. How does it work?
6: Yeah, yeah definitely shock collar. <laughs> you know, prod, You know, be, you know beating stick. All the things. <laughs>
3: oh, old, old Russell would have been like, North Carolina sucks, and they would have been like. <laughs> Ow! Yeah.
6: <laughs> don't you dare. I'll be, I'm kidding. I'd be, can- be canceled tomorrow, I'm sure. You know,
3: <laughs> <can't do that. laughs> well, listen, man, I, I get sidetracked, but there are little things we keep tabs on on this show, and I always appreciate the candor when you come on. But I want some candor about a bigger issue, which is, as you said, we're trying to get to the bottom of what's going on in this administration. I don't feel like they're being forthright with the American people on anything you throw at me. So my question to you is, you know, how do you get to the bottom of things with so much? I don't want to say obstruction, but there's certainly a lack of cooperation.
6: Right. Well, I think a review of documents, I mean, if okay. we're talking the the Biden, yeah. um, you know, the, the Biden classified document stuff that seems to be, you know, every single day is a new document. Um, you know, look, there are people who have been involved that aren't, you know, either not tied to the administration's anymore or, you know, Mm -hmm. who will talk. And and this is, I think, where my, you know, I've got a legal background. This is where a legal background helps is that you can kind of start putting pieces together uh, to to develop this. And and if if we go back to, you know, the old oversight days when they actually conducted the oversight, um, they didn't do it over the last two years, you know, it wasn't, it was always an administration that was blocking you and not, you know, not giving or being forthright with the American people, but it took, you know, a lot of digging to get to this. And look, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of smoke here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got documents that were discovered prior to an election, but not divulged mm-hmm. um, willingly yep. until now. I think the American people rightfully have a lot of concerns about that and a lot of, have a lot of questions about that. That it was, you know, in my mind, used for a political purpose so as to not harm an election. And here we are, um, you know, and it's at this point what four? I think yeah. four separate. Uh, Sets of documents in four different locations, secured in a garage and wherever else. I mean, this is just, this is just laughable. And when you compare, you know, President Trump in this case, Mm -hmm. with the elaborate and very, you know, crazy raid that happened at Mar-a-Lago, to what is happening now, you've got the personal attorney of the Bidens saying, "Hello, uh, we have these documents. We'll turn them over." but you don't actually have the FBI as part of that. I mean there's just a lot of questions about process here mm-hmm. and it does look like, you know, that it was that it was political. I yeah. mean everything in my mind right now points that there is there are two different sets of rules and I think that's a problem and I think the American people expect better of their government.
3: Yeah, and I would say they deserve better, man, because that's what seems to be the racket here is, you know, Biden so defiantly last week said there's no there there. But I was like, dude, there's four different there's like which there are you referring to? Because that in and of itself is kind of a self phone when he's like, well, you know, the defense I keep hearing is, oh, I didn't know I had them. But if, you know, protecting classified documents is is protecting the country, you not knowing where they are is, is those are not the words of a man who's on top of this. You know what I'm saying?
6: Right. You're exactly right. So- and, and look at this way. I mean you know, President Trump was president and you had Senator Biden having classified documents in his garage. I mean that that is that's a problem in and of itself. But you know it's not the amount, it's the it's the, the act of possessing <laughs> them, period. It's so crazy. Uh, you had no ability to declassify them. It's
3: so crazy. We're gonna be watching an episode of Antiques Roadshow where somebody buys like an old painting in a garage and a trove of classified documents. Like it's not supposed to work that way. You know what I'm saying? Nuts. But- right. We're talking to Russell Fry from the 7th Congressional District of South Carolina. The other thing I wanted to throw at you really quick is I know there's been an effort in the House to stop him uh, from, you know, going in and depleting our strategic petroleum reserves any further than he already has. Uh, I don't know that the White House is on board with doing this. But are you at least getting the sense out of your colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle that we are endangering the country by continuing to do this?
6: Yeah, and a few of them voted, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, uh, for the bill that would stop the administration from selling our oil to China. Uh, so I wish more uh, Democrats had joined in because to me this just makes sense. But yeah. um, you know, we had we had a few that did that. And I, look, at the end of the day, this is a national security issue. Mm-hmm. When you take 250 million barrels of oil and you dump them on. The market for a political purpose right this mm-hmm. wasn't for a hurricane or a natural disaster this was my polling numbers are terrible and let me release this oil so that we don't get pummeled uh, you, you take a third of our oil reserves and you dump them on the market th- this is just a problem for any administration I mean th- <laughs> these things are for strategic purposes when you have you know a, a really big disruption in the marketplace when you have a natural disaster so I hope that more Democrats see the light um obviously several did a couple weeks ago we've got another bill coming up just this week mm. on that um you know so i'm i'm hopeful um, that we get there because this just makes sense yep. uh, but all right. you know we'll see
3: we'll maybe pass around some of that fine south carolina barbecue you've been bragging about all day maybe you can win some people over you know what i'm saying
6: yeah, a little mustard-based barbecue goes a long way. You know?
3: <laughs> there it is. Uh, Russell, I'm telling you because I care, man. Food is all we have left. Like, food is the one thing we haven't corrupted for political purposes completely. Like, I know we have with the stoves. The Democrats are going in on the gas stove. But we still all like to eat last I checked. So if we, if we can't bond over food, we got nothing left, dude.
4: Well,
6: I, I would correct you on one thing. I think okay. we got two things. Okay, We have food and we have ping pong. <laughs>
3: been, fought, i love it it's uh, it's so funny man all right we're gonna get we're gonna we we always like immortalize guests in a certain way in our studio guys that come on a lot that we like we're gonna we're gonna prop up because we have a lot of props in this studio we we're gonna honor you with the russell fry ping pong table before this is all over that's my campaign promise you. to you
6: <laughs> that'd be hilarious i love it all right i'm on the I case
3: i'll have the prop department get moving thanks for your time today buddy i appreciate you thanks
6: jimmy appreciate your
3: time there you goes the great russell fry from the great state of South Carolina. He says, he says that South Carolina barbecue is the way and the truth. I don't know if he's right or wrong, but I know barbecue sounds great right now.
0: You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you.
3: I gotta tell you, I've been doing a good job. Like Monday through Friday on TV. Uh, I actually eat pretty well. I think, you know, a lot of protein, minimal amount of sugar. I'm working out. because you know, I'm, Again, I'm walking around surrounded by TV stars. And now I am on TV constantly next to people who look like TV stars. Okay, I look like the guy who installed your TV. That
7: boy is a P.I.G. pig.
3: So I've been trying to play some defense. But once in a while, these southern congressmen, southern senators come on. Like we have Ted Cruz tomorrow. That's a problem for me because he brings up Texas barbecue. Then I want to go down to, you know, Houston, go down to Damon's or, you know. East Texas, now I got big problems in East Texas. I eat all of it. Hog Heaven's great. I love the country tavern. My man Randall, pound for pound, by the way, who doesn't own a restaurant but listens to KTBB, makes the best homemade rib I've ever eaten in my life anywhere on the planet. And my son and daughter, my son and daughter, I don't have a daughter, not that I know of, but my son and wife is what I meant to say. Uh, they both would co-sign that statement, that pound for pound, that is as good of a rib as we've ever eaten anywhere. And Jenny makes... Phenomenal ribs, Jenny. World class with a smoker, as good as anybody. I mean, what do you think I married her for? The personality? I'm kidding, Jenny. You're the best. But the point is, when I talk to these southern congressmen, they really get me with the food. (laughs) This is not good. I'm I'm supposed to be on a TV diet. I got to be on TV again seven hours from now, and the foundation's getting a little shaky on this diet.
2: I got a bad feeling about this. He's the most talented man on the radio, but he needs your help.
3: We all know somewhere underneath all that bright
5: color, there's a man who's not right.
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth. On this here television program, uh, excuse me, radio show, I mean, you are watching it, though, if you're on Fox Nation. We are on camera, and we are looking damn good on camera right now.
6: That is a fact check false.
3: All right, whatever. We're looking halfway decent. You're not telling me the truth. All right. We're looking like, okay. Not even close. The point is, this is a tough crowd, but you could be watching us on camera. You could be listening on the radio. You could be watching me on TV tonight with the great Laura Ingram. We're going to be on at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Fox News channel. But right now, as we uh, round out the bottom of the ninth, uh, we go back to the phones really quick. I want to get my man Reese on from Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. Reese.
1: How you doing,
3: Jimmy? I'm <laughs> Reese, I'm hungry, Reese. Now's no time for Wyoming food talk. Is this what you're about to spring on me? Yes, sir. You come on out here and I will make you the best steak you ever had. Whoa! We, let's I talk about this, Reese. How do you cook a you gotta steak? Bring, do you you, go you got to bring, you got to bring, bring Lincoln and oh. your lady. Whoa, whoa! So you got if you if I commit to bringing Jenny and Lincoln to Sheridan, Wyoming, you're telling me steaks are on you. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a, I'll make you the best steak
0: you ever had, my friend.
3: Now let me ask you this really quick because it's a you're driving a hard bargain, sure. um, and you know you caught me in a weak moment here with the food. Uh, how do you cook steak? Do you cook it on a grill? Do you cook it in a frying pan? Do you do a combo of both? What is the Reese way? Or can you not share this with a few million listeners? Well, it's
4: a, a little
3: bit of a secret recipe, but I smoke my smoke my steaks a little bit Ooh. on the grill.
2: Oh, Reese. And
3: I have a, a special seasoning that uh, that I use, and it's... It'll melt in your mouth, my
0: friend. So if you think about the best steak you've ever had (laughs) that melts in your mouth, this will be better than that, my friend.
3: Well, Reese, man, listen, you know I always appreciate your wisdom on the show, but this is kind of kicking a guy while he's down because it's only Tuesday and I'm not technically allowed to eat again until Saturday. And now you just dump Uh, steak. This could end bad. It could end bad. All right, Reese, I will take this under consideration. And I will talk to uh, our overlords at KROE out there in Sheridan, Wyoming. Maybe Tommy B. wants to book a market visit. We'll get him on the horn. But either way you slice it, I'm in big trouble. This could be a problem. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Reese. It's Tuesday, folks. The way it works is I've told you this. I I actually do. I eat pretty healthy during the week. And it does, you know. There's the small matter of Fox hiring a guy that follows me around and knocks the food out of my hand during commercial breaks.
4: Put that cookie down now!
3: But for whatever reason, it's only Tuesday. Justin, you know me. We talk food all the time. I have Friday energy right now. This is not good. Not good at all. (laughs) This is not good at all. (sighs) Where's Mikey Mondays when you need it? Normally we could kill the last segment of the show talking about getting Mikey a date because everybody knows that's going to happen soon. (laughs) Well, the point is, I'm on the case. We're trying like hell. Uh, but now it's, it's, it's just rampant food talk with three minutes to go in the game. Let me play you, just to distract me, the dumbest thing that happened on the show today. Far and away the dumbest thing. And I always tell you, Whoopi Goldberg is weapons-grade stupid. Here is Whoopi Goldberg previewing what we will discuss with Ted Cruz tomorrow, which is Joe Biden's ability to declassify documents as a vice president. Here's a news flash: He doesn't have one. Clip seven.
0: Presidents and vice presidents can declassify these, not with their brains. (laughs) There is you have to go. There is something that you go through before it's declassified. But uh, this order came. It was expanded right after that uh, George Bush put it into place because George Bush made it so presidents could declassify Obama, stretched it to make it Uh, Vice Presidents. So, given, I wish they would say all that while they're explaining what's Mm -hmm. going on because if you say, you know, a classified document, everybody goes, oh my God, how dare he keep that? And if these guys can declassify, Presidents and Vice Presidents can't declassify, are we chasing our tail with some of this?
2: I'm surrounded by idiots.
3: Okay, first of all, A vice president cannot declassify information. Not on a boat, not on a goat, not on a train, not on a plane. So I'd call her a liar, but she doesn't actually know any better. She's a stupid person. I wish her no ill will. She just happens to be a stupid person. Um, But point being is if these documents could be declassified, if these documents were declassified, They probably would have said so by now, you dummy. I think he's got a point. And my point in this instance, because we did get a revelation today that Mike Pence had some documents, Trump has documents, Biden has documents. Don't ever forget that we once had someone delete 33,000 classified emails under the threat of subpoena.
1: This is not okay. No, it's not.
3: Uh, But depending on what political party you happen to be in, the level of seriousness when it comes to mishandling classified information very much changes under the eyes of the law. You, you know, you have classified documents at your mansion as a Republican. They raid the House. You have classified documents on a private server outside a government skiff and you destroy them under subpoena. They let you go free. I'm Hillary
7: Clinton and I approve this message.
3: The point being is when there's a double standard, there's no standard. So keep calm, carry on. We're back tomorrow to do the damn thing. I'll see you on TV at ten.
1: Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos
3: Duffy,
5: and me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America.
2: Download from the kitchen table the Duffy's at FoxNewsPodcasts dot com or wherever you download podcasts.